0: Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. In this how to episode, we will dive into the basics of biblical dream interpretation. There is so much to say here, but this should get you started with being able to receive messages from God through your dreams. God is communicating 24 7. And you can use the very same dialogue journaling skills that you've been learning and using the entire time from this podcast or my books to learn about what God is saying to you in your dreams. The entire Experience Jesus series is all about learning different ways that God communicates to us. Much time is spent missing messages from the Lord while you sleep. Let's begin with the most basic of misconceptions. Do you consider yourself a person who either never dreams or never remembers your dreams, and therefore you're having a hard time believing that you even can receive a dream from God? Do only some people receive dreams from God and not everyone? Do you need to be special to receive a dream from God? The truth is, whether you remember your dreams or not, everyone dreams. Everyone experiences the REM sleep cycle, which is the cycle in which dreams occur. It is an absolutely necessary cycle for your overall health and well-being. REM stands for rapid eye movement. It is the alpha stage of sleep where the dream is outwardly evidenced by eyes moving while you look around the screen on the inside of your mind. If you remember from our trailer episode of Experience Jesus, that this is also the frequency of God's TV channel. It's how we connect with God. When researching the effects of REM sleep deprivation, I learned that there are various aspects of your overall health, all the way from your mood to your immune system, that are affected when you do not get enough sleep in general and you do not get enough REM sleep specifically. Some consequences of this deprivation could lead to difficulty concentrating during the day, excessive daytime sleepiness, forgetfulness, and poor memory. Over time, chronic sleep deprivation is linked to health conditions like diabetes, depression, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. Your sleep is important, and the REM cycle of your sleep is very important and has hidden treasures of intimacy opportunities with jesus there are a few tips that will help you increase your ability to remember dreams the first is to say to yourself i believe that dreams contain a valid message and then ask god to speak to you through dreams ask not and you get not Put your journal beside your bed and immediately record your dreams upon waking. Make sure you get eight hours of sleep, as the entire last hour is REM dream time. Wake naturally without the use of an alarm clock. Alarms instantly shatter dream recall. When you believe that God will send you a dream and you take a step of faith by putting your dream journal next to your bed, and say a prayer expecting to receive a dream. The Lord loves to answer that prayer. Why should you care about your dreams? Well, God declared that he would speak to people through dreams and visions in the Old Testament. See Joel 2.28. Then he declared that he did speak to people through dreams and visions in the Old Testament. There are 22 recorded dreams in the Bible where God spoke to people. God promised that He will communicate through dreams and visions in the New Testament, in Acts 2.17. And then God declares that He will counsel us at night through dreams and visions, in Job 33.14-15. For God does speak, now one way, now another, though no one perceives it, in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they slumber in their beds." And then James 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. There are some basic important principles in biblical dream interpretation. First is most dreams are symbolic. They are not literal. If you dream about a person that has an accident, for example, do not rush to them and say, be careful, you're going to have an accident. Dreams are symbolic. Symbols from a dream come from the dreamer's life. There is no dream book that can tell you that every time you dream of a certain thing or object, it always means the same thing. The symbols are unique to you because God speaks in your language, and the meaning is for you. The dreamer's heart will bear witness when it hears the right interpretation, so the meaning must be drawn from the dreamer, and asking skillful questions of the Holy Spirit will lead you there. Just like the basic rules that you learned in the trailer episode of Experience Jesus, about how to discern the voices that you're hearing from. A message from God will always be given for your best interest. It will convict and not condemn, or it will uplift and edify, encourage, or give direction, but it's never going to tear you down. God's goal with dreams is to give you revelation that you're not paying attention to during the waking hours. Never make a major life decision based only on a dream, but make sure you test everything against scripture and your spiritual counselors and life experience and whatnot before you decide to make a move if you feel like the dream is coming for direction purposes. This one's important. 85 to 90% of dreams that you dream are about you. They're not about the people represented in the dream. They're about you. The other 10 to 15% of dreams are prophetic. I won't go too deep into what a prophetic dream is and all that, but I will give you some basic clues as to whether it's a prophetic dream or not. The most important basic clue is that you are an observer outside of the scene and not involved in the action of the dream. You are a true observer. It's like you're watching the scene as if it's on a movie theater screen. When you're watching a movie in a theater, you are engaged emotionally with the story, but you're not in any danger. Let's say you're watching a movie and there's like warfare going on and guns are flying You know that you're not going to get hit by one of those bullets, but you can engage and connect with what's happening on the screen. That is what it's like to have a prophetic dream. So here's an example of a prophetic dream that I had. In this dream, I saw the Statue of Liberty. She was wrapped in chains from top to bottom with extra chains around her head and her mouth. I was emotionally distraught at the sight of it. Jesus was standing with me, and he said, look closer. But when I looked closer, I realized the chains were made of paper. Then Liberty moved and started to tear the paper chains off of her with ease. With paper chains gone, she grew into a giant, and her flame ignited into a roaring fire, and she started to march one step at a time across the water, and then across the entire nation. Then Jesus and I had our conversation when we interpreted the dream together. I learned that every nation has an archangel, and the archangel for the United States is liberty. The Lord was showing that even though things are looking more and more like bondage in the nation these days, the truth is that the chains are just paper, and liberty will reign again in this nation because of the prayers of the people. That was an encouraging dream. And in the dream, it was just me and Jesus sort of watching this movie of the scene happening. That's how I knew it was a prophetic dream. Now, I want to share another dream that I had where I was watching, but it was not a prophetic dream. So I want you to understand the difference. In this dream, I'm on the second floor of a balcony at a wonderful ball, looking down at the prince dancing with a young lady, and my heart wanted to be that lady. I may have been watching, but I was still inside the story. The dream was about my heart cry for a greater intimacy with Jesus. People who are in the office of a prophet often get a higher percentage of these kinds of dreams, but it's still a minority. Typically, there are three reasons that God would give you a dream. One is God-directed. He has a message for you. You weren't asking for it. You weren't expecting it. We see this over and over in the Bible where the Lord Initiates communication with people through a dream. Joseph received direction through a dream so that he and Mary could escape to Egypt and save Jesus from Herod's edict to kill all babies born two years and younger. The second reason God may give you a dream is that your spirit is crying out for answers to something. This is what Jesus had to say about that. Dreams and visions are an important way that I can communicate to you and reveal the true nature of what your heart is struggling with. The more skilled that you become in hearing my voice and seeing with the eyes of your heart, the more I will be able to effectively dialogue with you through dreams and visions. Sometimes I get your attention in a dream or a vision because something important is happening and you're not aware of it, but dreams are intensely personal. They tap the deepest parts of you and help you gain access to the areas for which I want you to address. When you are busy in your life, you often do not take time to look at these areas of your heart. So allowing me to show you things in your dreams will help you to grow much more and than if you disregarded them. And the third reason is for intercession. Sometimes this can be God directed and sometimes it can be you directed. If you dream about a person and you find yourself concerned about that person and wanting to pray for them, this is likely an intercessory prayer prompt from the Lord. Just because a person is in your dream, though, does not make it an intercession prayer. Most people in dreams actually represent you. If you are emotionally drawn to the fact that it was that person in your dream, it may very well be an attention getter from the Lord. Take a moment and ask him how you can pray for that person or what might be going on in their lives to bring them to your mind at this time. Sometimes intercession dreams are prompted by you. You can place an issue at God's feet right before you go to bed, asking God to help you understand the circumstances with that person or help to understand how you can pray for that person, the Lord will answer that prayer in a dream. In all cases, make sure you ask God, even after going through all the key question prompts we'll be teaching you later in this, to make sure that you haven't missed anything and you're clear about how exactly you should be praying for this person. Can the enemy send you a dream too? Yes. The key issue is where were your eyes fixed right before you went to bed? If your eyes are fixed on violent television or movie program or violent games... It's an open door for the enemy to take over the screen of your mind. It's always a good practice to have God be the last thing your eyes are fixed on before you go to bed. Other open doors for the enemy to send you nightmares can be related to medication, especially medication that is not something the Lord would want you to be taking. Also, habitual sin behaviors will open doors for the enemy Asking God the reason for the nightmares is the first step in finding out what the source is and how you can overcome it with confession, repentance, and obedience to the Lord. It's a wonderful habit to pray a covering and protection every night. And you can also pray for angels to protect and guard you as you sleep. It's also important to mention that not all nightmares are from the enemy. If the Lord has been trying to warn you about your health concern or a sin habit that would lead you down a dangerous road, and you're ignoring him, he can send you a nightmare to get your attention. Warning dreams, for example, can be terrifying, but they are for your benefit to get your attention. Let's talk now about the key steps and key questions in biblical dream interpretation. Begin by keeping a pen and a journal next to your bed in preparation for receiving a dream from the Lord. And when you get one, record the following details about a dream. You're going to be recording the dream pictures and story, the key action, the key emotion, the symbols... And then the interpretation. So let's go through those one at a time. Dream, pictures, or story. Write down as much of the storyline as you can remember in the dream. And all of the pictures and symbols, sounds, everything you can remember about what's going on in the story. Write the whole thing down. And sometimes it's not even a whole story. That's okay. If you can't find a story in it and just remember pictures, write those down. The next thing is to pay attention to the key action of the dream. What's actually happening and what role are you playing in it? Longer dreams may have more than one key action. You may start doing something and then change what you're doing to something else. Record all of that. The next thing that's important is the key emotion in the dream. What are you feeling in the dream Key emotions may change the storyline and pay attention to those shifts as well. Then you're going to be looking at all symbols. When I talk about symbols, I'm saying places, people, animals, concepts, numbers, sounds, songs, color, anything that gets your attention. Many of my students who are taking Biblical Dream Interpretation Share some details of the dream, but they don't seem to ask enough questions about them or actually look to see the significance of any of the symbols. If you remember it, it's probably important. Symbols are easier to interpret than you think. Generally speaking, a symbol means in a dream something similar to what it means generally. Let's look at some examples what I'm talking about related to people, animals, And concepts. The people in your dreams usually represent either aspects of you, of God, or the enemy. My mother, for example, can show up in a dream and mean many different things depending on the context of the dream. So what you do is you ask yourself, hmm, who is this person to me and what are the things I think about when I think about this person? My mother was a faith-filled believer, she was a realtor, a business owner, she was fun-loving, she loved to travel. Depending on the context that shows up in the dream, she could represent the Holy Spirit or she could represent me as any of those kind of areas, or she could represent the action of something that she would be doing. So for example, real estate represents moving from one house to another. So seeing her may represent an upgrade to my next assignment from God in a house to house sort of circumstance. She could mean different things depending on how she shows up in a dream. So if it's a familiar person, you want to ask yourself, what are the things that I think of or connect with this person? And then see how many of those aspects would be relevant to the dream. If the person is behaving in the dream consistent with God's nature, character, or promises, then the person is likely representing God. And the same is true in the opposite direction if they are showing up, behaving in a certain way. So for example, if a woman in your life showed up and she was behaving in a greedy or selfish fashion in the dream, in that case, she would be representing the enemy. Generally speaking, animals are there to communicate your emotions in a dream. So when you see an animal in your dream, ask yourself, if I were face-to-face with this particular animal, what emotion would I be feeling right now? Remember from the beginning of this episode that meanings come from the dreamer. There is no always interpretation of the same thing for animals. One person who loves horses that has a dream about horses, that may evoke emotional love feelings, while someone who had a scary incident in summer camp when she was a child could have a completely different association with horses. When an animal shows up in your dream, ask, What is my emotional feeling related to that animal? Or if it's an animal you've never encountered, how would you react if you did? Some animals, like snakes and lions, have been portrayed in culture to mean certain things. Those messages may also apply in dream interpretation. I had a dream where God represented himself as Aslan the Lion from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis and in the same dream, Scar, the villain lion from the Lion King movie, was there. Aslan and I defeated Scar in the dream. So one lion was representing the Holy Spirit, the other lion was representing the enemy, and the Lord used that opportunity for me to do some spiritual work. What I mean by concepts is that There are certain common everyday natural themes that everybody has in dreams. And there are things like nakedness, feeling unprepared, flying, falling, pregnancy, stuff like that. Like I said before, what these things mean in the natural you can look at symbolically. So let's take a few. To be naked is an example of being bare and open for all people to see with nothing hidden. Falling is a feeling of being out of control. Taking those two concepts, you could ask yourself, where in my life am I feeling open, exposed, or out of control? Dreams about pregnancy are not about literal babies. If you have a dream about pregnancy for preparing for new seasons, upgrades, or responsibility, it's about birthing something new in your life. Dreaming about a miscarriage, for example, may be about your fear of not being able to fulfill those next stage responsibilities. If you have a dream about a person that you know that wants to be pregnant, and is pregnant in the dream. The dream is still not about them, it's about you. Your heart is connecting with their desire to birth something new. So please don't run to them and say, you're going to get pregnant, I just had a dream about it. Numbers and dreams are always significant. There are some numbers that have commonly understood meanings, such as three representing the Godhead, or a perfect testimony. Five, God's grace and ministry. Seven, God's complete perfection. Fifty, the jubilee, celebration or freedom. So if you see numbers like this, you can begin with the assumption that that those are the meanings. However, always ask the Lord for more questions about numbers. In one dream I had, there were 453 people in line to pitch an idea that would change the world for a reality TV show. I was in a long line with them and had a pitch idea that would change the world. I remember having a long conversation in my journal about trying to understand the meaning of the stream and I could not at the beginning remember what the idea was that I was pitching. So I asked the Lord, and he said, the idea was to fix, heal, and repair the broken imperfections of people's lives by helping them find the reservoirs of living water within the Holy Spirit's restoring power. And then when I asked him, what is the meaning of 453? And he said, Isaiah 45, three, I will give you the treasures of darkness and the riches hidden in the secret places so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who calls you by name. The dream was commissioning for me to write more books about how to help people connect with the Lord in the ways that I'm teaching you about in this podcast. I would have missed a lot. If I hadn't asked him for that number, he connected that verse with my role in helping people find the secret treasures of their hearts that they have in the indwelling Holy Spirit in the special places that I help facilitate people to connect with God in. After you've identified all of the symbols that you can find in the story of your dream, There are some key questions that you want to ask yourself that would facilitate interpretation. And then you're always going to journal. Ask the Lord if you got the symbols interpreted correctly and if there's any additional insight that you would have so you can fully understand God's message to you in the dream. The major question that you need to ask for interpretation is where in my life are these concepts, symbols, actions, and emotions showing up. Take the notes on what pops in your spirit as you ask that question. Then ask the Lord to reveal to you what else you need to understand about the dream. There's usually something you've missed if you don't ask Him. Here's an example of an entire dream I had when I was taking the Biblical Dream Interpretation class in 2016. I'll include my process that I work through when I was trying to figure out what the dream meant, and I'll include what Jesus had to say about it afterwards. I was standing at the side of a pond. Someone, I can't tell who, and I couldn't even say what gender the person was, was standing on a boat trying to catch fish with a net. As this person scooped up a large fish in the net, the fish changed into the face of the person that was fishing. They were catching Themself. Then, as they were catching more fish, the fish turned into other people's faces. I heard the voice say, I will make you fishers of men. I noticed a green symbol on the wrist of the fisherman. It was a green circle with an arrow pointing directly north. And then I woke up. Okay, so here's where I started with the dream. I knew that I was watching this, but I was still in the dream. I was in the scene of the dream, so I knew the dream was about me. At first, I was not sure who this fisherman represented. The pond... I thought might represent a local community of people. The key action of the dream was that I was observing someone catching fish. The second key action that I observed was transformation, catching people and then making them look like fishermen. I figured this was the Holy Spirit and it represented transformation. The circle is green, and green is a color that means everlasting life. Makes me think of growth, and a circle symbolizes eternity, and the arrow was going north, leading to the Father. I felt in my spirit that the Lord was showing me something related to my calling, to disciple people, help them to look like Him. That was my initial assumption. So then I asked the Lord, what do you want me to understand about this dream? And he said, the dream represents the goal of all discipleship, having people be transformed so they look like me. And then I asked him, is this related to my calling in general? Because I was at the time preparing to write my... How to Live a Worry Three Life book. And then I asked him to clarify if I was missing anything in the dream. And he said, Watching on the side of the pond represents that you're still in a wilderness learning mode. I want you to pay attention to how I do things. How did I disciple the twelve? How did I communicate with people? What does the word say about discipleship? You cannot be a disciple without doing and saying only what the Father says and does. So watch me, listen to me. All of your books and other projects will be about leading people to know how to have an intimate relationship with me. Remember John 5.19, this is your life purpose verse. So Jesus answered them by saying, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, of his own accord, unless it is something he sees the father doing. For whatever things the father does, the son in his turn also does in the same way. So see, I got generally the meaning of that dream, but I missed the John 5:19 part of it. So always go and ask God for more revelation, even when you have figured it out. Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadalacom shop. And remember the code EJPOD to receive 10% off everything, even the stuff already on sale. And remember, they make great gifts too. Thank you for blessing me by your prayers and for being a listener to this podcast. I would encourage you to ask the Lord for a dream tonight. Follow the tips outlined earlier about how to do that. Remember, it's posturing your heart properly and setting the journal aside and praying an expectation prayer before you go to bed, fixing your eyes on Jesus and not on any other negative things that he wouldn't want you to be looking at right before you went to bed. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling, our process for experiencing Jesus. This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus's presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in a special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. I would like to also offer a journal question for you to ask the Lord, not connected to having a dream tonight. If you have a reoccurring dream or any dream that you've had more than once that you really remembered clearly and you've always wondered what it meant, even if it was a dream you had many years ago, take this opportunity to ask the Lord to help you understand it and just spend a little bit of time getting clear from him as well why he wants to speak to you through dreams. Have him talk to you about how you will be blessed once you open that door for yourself and allow him to communicate to you more in your dreams. Make sure you thank God for anything that you receive from that as well. Well, I hope you learned something today about how you can increase the amount of hours in the day that you can hear from the Lord and understand his guidance, his correction, his love, his healing power. I have two books that I would like to recommend for more reading on this topic, and the links to them will be below in the pattyej.podbean.com site for this episode. The first is called Hearing God Through Your Dreams by Charity Verkler-Kyambi, and the second is called Dream Dreams by Steve Beidelay. Both of these books are dog-eared and weathered resources on my own bookcase.